Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Lucy Hickmott. It's Friday the 21st of June. Coming up, son of murdered woman says serial killer should remain in prison. How can he be a reformed citizen and be released into the public if he hasn't come clean on everything he's done? Black people more likely to be stopped and searched in Kent. If Kent police are stopping people from diverse backgrounds. A lot of that is mainly due to intelligence-led rather than to be any kind of prejudice on their part. And activity sessions rolled out to help develop babies' brains. The Look Say Sing Play is based around really simple activities that parents can do as part of their normal routine um, and with their babies every day. Kent Online News. There are fresh calls today for a serial killer who's Britain's longest-serving prisoner to be kept behind bars. Patrick Mackay, who used to live in the Gravesend in Dartford areas, was jailed in 1975 after being convicted of three manslaughters on the grounds of diminished responsibility. Two other cases were put on file and he was linked to another six deaths, including that of cafe owner Ivy Davies, who was murdered in Essex. Joe's been speaking to her son Victor, who now lives in New Ash Green. He started by asking him how he felt when he found out his mum had been killed. Well, it's just told him that's a shock, you know, I mean, you just... Don't think a member of your family is going to be murdered, or for what, for what, what reason? There's never, never a reason, really. You can't imagine any reason for my family, just a plain old civil family, you know. Nothing special anywhere, you know. When it came out that Patrick Mackay, he linked himself, he said that he, he, he killed your mum. Yeah. Um, he later denied any involvement in it. Yeah. But what was your... I don't know if you knew that at the time that he had, had admitted the killing. Do you know anything uh, about that? Well, it... it I didn't know. I was never told until the, um, his trial had finished, and then I think I was I, I read the News of the World that Sunday, and there was a big story about this guy. Who, you know, in them days, I read papers, but and um, so I read the story, and then I caught a picture of my mother uh, along the along the story, to which he'd um, claimed that he had murdered her. And then uh, about eight months later, had retracted his statement. What emotions go through your head when that process happens? What is what is your reaction, or even now, present day? What is your reaction to that? The fact that your mum's murder has remained unsolved. Well, I think it's pretty pretty sad, really. But um, I just um, you know think about it a lot, and uh, I've I've been online on various websites. You know, posting my mum's picture up, trying to get information. I've I've received quite a bit of information over the years that the police have looked into, and it's always come to a dead end. You know what I mean? But um, do you think the police have done enough to solve that crime? No, I don't think so. Let's move on. Let's move to you know the, the potential release of Patrick McCoy. He's being moved to an open prison, which is normally the first step in being released. Really, yeah, he will yeah, go before the parole board. Bit of a lead up to, isn't it? Really? Yeah. Yeah. What's your reaction to that potential release of, of, of a serial killer? I know he's had 10 previous attempts, which have always been turned down, but that was when he was in Broadmoor, I think, or in various other places. But um, it's quite worrying, I think, that the fact that um, being moved to an open prison means you are likely to be released. And for somebody in a short period of freedom has killed three people that he's been accused of, and possibly total of 11 people one of which is my mother 
um, my point of view is he's probably I don't know because I wasn't there he's probably done more than he's been charged with so how can he be a reformed citizen and be released into the into the public if he hasn't come clean on everything he's done that's my point of view and I think even if you make it more general even if it's not about him if there was someone if there was an individual <coughs> yeah, anyway. who had committed these crimes would you want them to be released no not really but I, no, I, I, um, I, if they've proved that they've reformed and they bitterly regret everything they've done and can prove it, you know, not just show for the parole board, it, because it, you have to prove it over a period of time, don't you? And um, then, yeah, you've done your time, you, you should be let out, you know, under licence sort of thing. But um, I just can't see anybody who's a psychologist psycho and he's been certified as a psycho since the age of 15 and and in three years of freedom that, that he's had since since he was 15 he's killed all these people or possibly killed more and i just don't see how that person can ever change because it's inbuilt in you i think it's inbuilt in you and i'm i'm pretty sure he'd do it again i mean i haven't seen him i don't know what physical condition he's in you know um, I think he's, you know, the longest-serving prisoner. Yeah, he is currently the longest-serving mm. prisoner, which is quite a feat, really, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, you know, so... For what little sympathy I could give him, you know, for being in that long. But it must prove his mental state for to be in that long. So I don't think he'd be any different when he came out. I think he'd... First chance of freedom, revert back to type. That's my way of thinking. Dartford MP Gareth Johnson has also raised concerns over the potential release of Patrick Mackay. He's due to meet the chief exec of the parole board next week to talk about making representations to a hearing in August. Kent Online reports. Elsewhere today, a teenager who was arrested in Kent after stabbing a 15-year-old boy with a machete has been found guilty of murder. Jay Hughes was attacked by three people outside a chicken shop in London last November. One of the attackers who's 17 and can't be named for legal reasons went on the run before being spotted by an officer in Gravesend. He'll be sentenced in August. A woman's been flown to a London hospital after getting trapped when she was hit by a car outside a school in Tunbridge. Police paramedics and firefighters were called to Woodlands Primary on Lawrence Road just before nine this morning. She's being treated for serious chest and stomach injuries. Black people are six times more likely than white people to be stopped and searched by police in Kent. According to analysis of new data, between January and March this year, six in every 1,000 black people were stopped by officers in the county, compared to just one in every 1,000 white people. However, there's no link between the number of searches and arrests. Govinda Sander heads up the Stop and Search Scrutiny Panel, which holds the police to account. He doesn't think certain ethnic groups are being deliberately targeted. In terms of the work we do with the panel, we look at this issue of disproportionality. And so we look at factors such as uh, if there's any, um, as part of the work, so if, for example, there's any operations taking place which could be um, imp- having an impact on the uh, the figures or if there are specific spikes in particular areas, you know, in particular districts. So that's what we would do as a panel. But I, the, the issue, I think you, the challenge we have in Kent is that when, when you look at the... Uh, when you're looking at kind of the, the proportionality, 
um, we are looking sometimes at smaller numbers. So if there is a particular operation and stuff, just from my experience, takes place, it, it can uh, have an impact uh, on the figures. So say, for example, Kent Police were doing I don't know, a particular operation around gangs or, the, yeah, it, it, it can obviously have an impact on the figures. But what I would say, just from my experience of obviously working around Stop and Search, we are, you know, trying to, through, through our work, and I know obviously the Police and Crime Commissioner for his work as well, we are trying to hold Kent Police to account, understand what's going on and provide feedback. And we've we provided some very detailed feedback when we, for example, have seen some of the um, stop and search, you know, the, the random stop and search uh, video, video footage. Um, so we, you know, provided uh, feedback around, and this has been, you know, around good stop and searches, but also where we, we've been a bit, a little bit, um, not necessarily concerned, but where we provided feedback where things could have been done a little bit better. Sometimes it could be the simple things around kind of communication, Sometimes uh, it could be around where an officer could be doing more to protect themselves as well, and obviously you know can pl- you know police officers are 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 on the front line, and you know they, you know it some it, it can be uh, you know sometimes dangerous. So it's sometimes about protecting themselves, but sometimes to me when it comes to stop and searches and police interaction generally, it's also about communication, how people are. Um, you know, police officers are talking to members of the public and how they're kind of providing some reassurance around that as well. Just through the work that we've done, my my view would be that they're not targeting particular communities. They're, you know, doing, I don't know if they call intelligence-led, you know, their, their work is kind of across the board. So it's not about targeting particular communities, but you're right. There, there, there is an issue, I think, nationally, um, where the numbers, I think, are, you know, are more skewed than they are in Kent. Um, where when it when it if you are for example from a black community, uh, you you're more likely to be stopped and searched. Now I mean the que- the question is you know nationally, I mean, you know is it because um, is it intelligence led or is it due to uh, you know other factors? I mean all I can say from Kent is just from my experience in Kent is that if Kent police are stopping people from diverse backgrounds or any background. A lot of that is mainly due to intelligence-led rather than to be any kind of a prejudice on their part. Police say officers are given clear guidance on appropriate use of stop-and-search powers, but Carol Stewart, who's chairman of the Medway African Caribbean Association, says the figures are concerning. It's nothing new, and I think this has been an ongoing issue around proportionality and stop-and-search um, and the way that the um, you know the police methods in terms of looking at who they who they stop and searched I suppose they they base it on particular intelligence um, but again I'm mindful of stereotypes coming into um, into play in terms of when when people are stopped and searched you know in terms of when they're looking at um, different offenses that have been committed in in the region um, they might have a particular profile so um, it'd be interesting to get a breakdown in terms of the age profile as well of um, the sort of black people that have been stopped and searched. Um, but it yeah. is it's quite concerning because what we find is that a lot of young people who are quite innocent going about their business find that they are being, you know, just being randomly stopped and searched. I think, you know, there, there is an issue around um, unconscious bias. Um, you know, and I think, like you said, you know, in your email, in terms of the, the recent... Um, rising knife crime reported in in the, in the in the media. 
that it is portrayed as as a as just a black issue that it's mainly black offenders that are committing these crimes when you know in in the region you know i'm not sure of of whether that's a truer picture it may be in london but i think you know we shouldn't i think the police need to exercise um less unconscious you know but they need to be aware of their own bias when they're you know when they're going out about stopping and searching I think to a certain extent, and I, th I think the issue around um, the disproportionate number of black officers, particular black officers at a senior level, has been an ongoing debate ever since, you know, I can remember, you know, for the past 30 or 40 years. Um, and I had a good friend of mine who was working um, nationally uh, with the police around um, diversity issues. And um, I think a lot of the work that he's done nationally just seems to have been, you know, undone. Um, or dis disregarded in terms, you know, because one of the things I always say is that they shouldn't stop trying to recruit BME people until they've addressed a problem. But I think there needs to be a parallel process. So there needs to be a recognition of unconscious bias, of racism within the within the um, police force nationally, and do some work to build that trust and confidence. Because you know, unless people have trust and confidence in the police, they're not going to be poor. You know, we know we know many uh, young people who are victims of of um, of gun and knife crime, um, and they're less confident or they're le less likely to go to the police to report it because one because of of how they might be perceived, but also because of fear of reprisals and not feeling safe. So I think there needs to be a concerted effort around. Um, developing trust and confidence with the black community. They need to not just see figures of um you know racist incidents have, have, have um have, you know have increased but they also need to see what's being done about it. Kent Online News. A gambling addict who stole more than £170,000 from the owner of a caravan site on the Isle of Sheppey has been told to repay just £1. 33-year-old Stephanie Graysmark from Craigford worked as a receptionist at Central Beach Caravan Park in Laysdown in 2014 and started taking money after being put in charge of the business. She avoided being sent to prison because of her two children and a financial investigation Investigations revealed she has no assets. An ornamental sword and knife have been stolen during a burglary in Westerham. A property on Black Eagle Close was broken into overnight last month. A laptop, watch, mobile phone and two paintings were also taken. Police have released CCTV images of a man and woman they want to speak to. It's emerged Kent County Council is paying Medway £675,000 so its residents can keep using the town's three rubber tips. KCC's recently brought in charges for dumping certain things and you now have to show ID to prove where you live at sites in Capstone, Cuxton and Gillingham. The cash will be used to fund more staff at Medway's tips and to provide body cams to security guards in case of confrontations. A coffee factory in Dartford that was destroyed in a huge fire last year is going to be rebuilt with new and improved facilities. Around 50 people were evacuated when the blaze broke out at the UC 
BBC Roastery and the Riverside Industrial Estate in October. It's hoped it'll be fully renovated by August next year with increased production that will allow them to make the equivalent of an extra 1 billion cups of coffee. And finally today, new activity sessions are being offered at children's centres across Kent to help babies learn language, cognitive and social skills. It's part of a campaign by the NSPCC, NHS and Kent County Council to help with the development of their brains. Emma Motherwell from the children's charity told us more about it. The activity sessions that are going to be running as part of the Look, Say, Sing, Play campaign is really aimed at supporting parents to um, do really simple activities with their children that can help their um, language and their cognitive and social skills. Um, so based on each element of look, say, sing and play, there's a, a range of activities around um, interacting with your baby on, in a really basic way that can help all of those developmental areas. So the activities will be familiar th- familiar things to parents that attend um, kind of sessions, but just in a more formalised way. So there might be um, sensory activities, singing sessions, um, musical instruments. Um, the centres are, are really um, adept at getting creative a- about the best way to encourage um, these activities to happen in the centres. So we are launching the campaign um, tomorrow with uh, professionals that are working in children's centres and health settings. And from there, they'll be um, integrating Look, Say, Sing, Play into their programmes. It's really, really important that um, these kind of activities are are done right from an early age. So the research has shown that right from birth, um, all of these kind of activities can help strengthen the brain's development, build the neural connections within their brains that can help them um, for the rest of their lives. Each element of Look, Say, Sing, Play is based around those really key areas that they can develop. So it's about encouraging parents to look at what their baby is focusing on, how they react, how they're moving their eyes to focus on different elements, um, saying what they're doing, copying the sounds that their baby makes um, to give that kind of back and forth return interaction between parent and baby, singing along to their favourite tune and just playing simple games to see what their baby enjoys. It's really about being really attuned to their baby's cues and and interacting with them in that way. The research we did for the campaign found that, of course, parents are interacting uh, with their children, but there's an opportunity um, to do it more consciously to really help those those brain developmental areas. And and that's what really Look, Say, Sing, Play is based around, really simple activities that parents can do as part of their normal routine um, um, with their babies every day. As well as the the sessions that will be running in children's centres, Look, Say, Sing, Play will be communicated through parents in the wider community as well they can sign up to um, weekly activity suggestions from the NSPCC website um, and or or just visit the website for a range of um, ideas around activities they could be doing every day really. Look Say Sing Play is designed to be available to everybody so as well as the children's centres we're working with um, practitioners that work through um, health visiting and other areas of the health service I'll also be working with community groups smaller charities 
charities, anyone who has a role in supporting new parents can um, have a role in encouraging Luxacing play with them. Rebecca Davies from Greenhithe takes her daughter along to sessions in Swanscombe. How long have you been coming to the Luxacing sessions? Um, so since Emily and baby Emily's been about seven weeks old and now she's nearly five months. Amazing. And how are you finding? Do you enjoy coming down? I really do enjoy coming here. Um, all the staff are really friendly. It's probably one of the reasons I come back. Um, and they're very helpful. Um, always help me out if I need to with Emily. Um, I feel really welcome. Baby enjoys it. Yeah, what yeah. kind of stuff does baby do here? Um, so it's just about like, messy play. Um, so she's done things with paint and um, spaghetti. So it's different textures for her. Um, she's playing with toys. Um, it's helped with her tummy time and developing. And I think it would be good for her like, to socialise with other children. You know, she's watching other children, picking things up from them. And what's your favourite thing about being here? I think everything really, like watching, her have a, watching the baby have a good time, yeah. um, seeing the staff. It's nice to come out and have like, um, company of other mums. Um, you know, I can ask them questions because they're going through the same thing I'm going through. You know. Yeah. Do you think you've bonded? Do you think the sessions have helped you bond with the yeah, baby? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. No, definitely bonded with her. Um, yeah, we just have fun and yeah. both of us really enjoy it. That's it for now. But for more news throughout the day, you can head to kentonline.co.uk. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online podcast.